Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Kaiju Curry House, the fortnightly show that gives you a healthy dose of Kaiju goodness every other Monday. I'm Paul Williams, joined today by Connor Baxter, and we're going to be running through some of the Kaiju goodness that's been happening over the past few weeks or months, just to keep you up to speed with everything that's going on, make sure you don't miss out on anything exciting. And of course, before we get into any of that juicy stuff, Connor, I have to ask you, what have Kaiju been up to? Well, Paul, um, basically, uh, um, since I last uh, spoke, um, I've been doing a bit of reading. Well, I say reading. Uh, what I really mean is I've been buying a collection of certain books um, that um, uh, I should probably get uh, started reading. So uh, starters, we have 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which, of course, has a giant squid in it. Um, I'm sure it's a good book. <laughs> um, this is the uh, three of the Pellucidor books, which include At the Earth's Core, Pellucidor, and Tanner of uh, Pellucidor. This is uh, by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Nice. Now, um, this copy is rather gnarly because um, this came out in like the 60s, uh, apparently this copy here. Um, but I really do appreciate the uh, the actual artwork in the front of the book of this uh, basically inaccurate uh, um, pterodactyl here. Like, that, uh, it, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think uh, I like it. You know, it's like uh, I'm sick of seeing uh, scientifically accurate dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, they were probably just told, can you draw a flying monster? And they're like, yeah, sure. That's true. That Plus, um, I think they were either written in, written in the 20s or the 30s, I think, those books. I might be wrong, but uh, yeah. Um, and I've been reading uh, this book here, which is um, very similar to uh, Humanoids from the Deep and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. This is uh, The Slime Beast by uh, Guy and Smith. Um, by the way, folks, this book is trash. Do not read it. Um, it's basically a... Uh, it's. It's like a B movie in like 110 pages, pretty much. Um, also, uh, a side note: the the bookmark I'm using is actually uh, a uh, oh, nice. from Beyond the Fog uh, postcard thing, I suppose. Um, other than that, um, I have been also doing uh, some model painting as of as of late. Because um, um, uh, aside from sculpting, I like to paint uh, model kits. In this case, this is. Uh, Pegula from uh, the Ultraman series. This is one that I did uh, quite recently, actually. Um, uh, this is like a a twenty-year-old uh, model kit at this point, but um, yeah, it's just something to do in the, the spare time. I painted this up with oil paints, which is a it's a harder medium to paint with, but um, it can give you quite effective results. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, and I also painted this uh, little wee tiny Angurus. Um, unfortunately, the webcam doesn't do this justice, but uh, okay, that's yeah. like an inch high. That's oh, yeah, dinky. Mm -hmm. How do you oh, yeah. paint something that small? Um, well, you use a, a magnifying goggles for a start, <laughs> and uh, um, this is solid lead, by the way. So, oh, nice, um, yeah. Uh, well, actually, when you're painting this, um, I usually I stick it onto something so that when I'm painting it, I'm not touching it. Um, 
but you have to consider as well this is a heavy chunk of lead so if this falls <laughs> off it's broken that's it goodbye hangiris but um yeah other than that uh i've been continuing uh writing the uh story that i mentioned in the previous podcast um up to uh 10 chapters in and uh we're getting there at least um yeah so we're, we're nearly done with that first draft uh so hopefully in the next couple of months i will have completed that and we can move on to refining a bit okay but, is, is your book going to be some nice trashy pulp like that um secret or well let's let's just say that uh um probably not <laughs> i'm curious now how did you come across that book um how did i come across this book um the uh, author Guy and Smith wrote another book called Night of the Crabs, right? Which was what, what I was looking for originally. It was uh, somewhat kaiju related. It's about giant crabs um, attacking a uh, little sea town, I believe. Um, like, uh, I'm not sure because I've, I've never picked up the book myself, but um, I also spotted this and just just from the cover alone, I'm so just it like. It drew you in, didn't it? The yeah. slime base. It's just. I mean, it looks like the creature on the back going, but just dripping with slime. It's like a Chinese knockoff creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah. <It's>... Yes, <laughs> yes, that's what it is. But the thing um, is that of all the books you've mentioned, I'm more interested in that one because I like the sound of a short, trashy book. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I probably shouldn't read a chapter from it because, uh, you know, you want to keep that age rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah i think yeah that's what i, I want short books because I, I take ages to read i, I do mm -hmm. like reading but i'm such a slow reader and i might forget in the time so if there's something that's like that and i can just read it like within a couple of nights that's great mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah that, that's the thing as well is that um it's um books uh short books are very much like kaiju films you can put them on and you can just breeze through them pretty much um a lot of the time um <laughs> But uh, yeah, As, anyways, uh, so I better ask you then, uh, Paul, what have Kaiju been up to? Well, um, I, after hearing so many people talk about it, finally got into the Book of Boba Fett. Oh yeah? So I'd watched episode one, I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool, but I wasn't drawn in and I thought, I don't know what to watch because I'd finished a show recently and I stuck it on episode two and that, I got engrossed. And that's it. So then I, I pretty much binged over the next two or three days. I watched the whole series. And I know it's not really, apart from that creature in the first episode, there's not really any monsters until the final episode. Mm -hmm. But it was like I was watching a monster movie for, <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. It was so much fun. Uh, I will say the uh, the uh, the first creature this you see, I really do appreciate the design because it's very reminiscent of... Uh, it's a very Harryhausen... Yeah, Kraken, isn't it? Kraken, Yimir sort of design. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Rancor bit in the, oops, spoilers. Um, <laughs> um, that bit, <laughs> that bit in Boba Fett is, uh, if you like uh, your 1930s King Kong stuff, you're going to like uh, that last episode. So That's um, it. I mean, so even if you don't really care about Boba Fett, but you like monster movies, check out that final episode. Mm -hmm. oh yeah definitely. because yeah just yeah it's so much fun mm -hmm. and the thing is i was i really like the mandalorian but i wasn't that into boba fett mm -hmm. and then it kind of became 
the Boba Fett slash the Mandalorian, and I was like, hey, I like this now. Yeah, um, I will. I will say <laughs> that was something that did kind of grind me a bit. That it wasn't really a Boba Fett show. In the it, end. it was. A, it's like he couldn't carry himself. But you think, well, hang, it's Boba Fett. He's, you know, he, he should be able to carry a series. Yeah, but uh, hey ho. But uh, yeah. So watch watch episode. Is it six? There's only six episodes. I think, isn't there? Was there nine? I could, I can't remember. Watch actually. the final episode of the book of Book of Boba Fett. Um, you won't be disappointed. I also watched, and I know you did too, because I saw it in Messenger, Detective Pikachu. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Because I've been playing a bit of Pokemon Go, and Joe was like, oh, go on, put it on. The kids will love it. The kids will love it. You know, you've got to watch it. And the kids kind of liked it. They liked bits of it. I think I enjoyed it more than they did. Hmm. I think it's because I like Ryan Reynolds, and he just, it's just so much fun. But yeah, um, awesome to see the Pokemon real like real pokemon in the real world and, and the battles this is that cage battle with the charizard dragon mm -hmm. and stuff yeah yeah um but yeah it's good action good fun good adventure it's I, i've thoroughly enjoyed it I wish i watched it sooner what did you think to it connor um i'm amazed that they actually managed to pull off uh making the pokemon realistic right considering if you look at the designs in the games they're very cartoony and anime-esque uh, or manga-esque even. Um, and uh, it was almost like a, uh, as someone who did play the games uh, back in the day, um, like um, I do appreciate uh, trying to spot how many Pokemon I can recognize that are just in the background. Like um, like the artistry of like, uh, of the, uh, it's actually kind of impressive, like how many Pokemon they actually managed to fit into uh, the uh into the movie at least uh, yeah yeah granted the the plot line is kind of simple i'll just say that. It's, yeah it's yeah. easy watching which is yeah. fine yeah but yeah it is a fun romp and you know the characters are very likable i'd say you know like um like you said ryan reynolds is pikachu um you would never think it would fit but it does <laughs> you know like um like, I remember when they announced it, there was the petition uh, for Danny DeVito to voice Pikachu. No. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, oh. Danny DeVito himself was interviewed about this, and uh, apparently he had no idea uh, what Pikachu was. <laughs> um, of course, that's not the words he said, but uh, we're trying to keep this episode PG. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Detective Pikachu, folks, go watch it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it is really, really enjoyable. Um, other than that, I've been playing Fall Guys, which, mm -hmm. um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a uh, it's kind of like an obstacle course game where you've got up to 60 players in solos or, or you know, as groups of four trying to get from start to finish, but there's lots of obstacles and ways, such as... Um, holes and um like swinging hammers to knock you about but um, i know that's nothing kind of related at all but it, on the season pass right at the very end so level i believe it's level 97 and 99 you can unlock a mecha godzilla costume for your characters mm -hmm. to wear really so it's great because the characters they're called beans and they just look like they're like little baked beans with arms and legs um and they wear costumes and so it's great to see it's it's a little man in a Godzilla costume running it it's and it's it's not the American one it's the original they've gone 
somehow got the rights from Toho and they've mm. made it at the very end of the battle pass. You've got to play a fair bit to get it. And so I've been playing each day to try and unlock this costume. I'm nearly there, nearly there. But the fact that they thought they're right at the end makes you think, wow, they must have a lot of, either, either the developers love Toho Godzilla or they think there's a big demand for it. And I can't see a lot of people really being into Toho Godzilla, but they've put it in there. And just now, like to just, just yesterday, ending on Monday when this episode releases. So if you're listening, go to the store now. They've got two Godzilla bundles where you can get a costume of Burning Godzilla or the just original Godzilla and also King Ghidorah and Mothra. Oh, wow. And again, actually... all the original Toho designs are now available to buy for just like five days only. So there's a lot of Godzilla love in this game, even though it's nothing to do with Kaiju. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It just goes to show how cheap Activision was for that Call of Duty mod. <laughs> they couldn't even get the rest of the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's been King Kong in this. And it's not legendary Godzilla, so maybe it's it's different for them. Maybe, it could, oh. Yeah, it could be different licenses, perhaps. But it's um, not like Toho, Toho are normally quite protective, so I was really surprised to see them lend their design to such a goofy game. Mm-hmm. Unless it's really big in Japan, which it could be for all I know, but it's made well, in America. It's Epic it, Games. It wouldn't surprise me because um, uh, it's very much reminiscent of Takeshi's Castle. Yes, any, but, yes, it is. Um, now, uh, it, for our American viewers, uh, Takeshi's Castle was called Extreme Elimination Challenge in America, where they basically they uh, uh, completely re-edited it and changed the the game the games a bit to make it like a different game show altogether. But anyways, um, it's funny that I mentioned you mentioned that because. Um, Takeshi's Castle actually features a lot of Godzilla music in it. Like yeah. I, I actually like to binge watch Takeshi's Castle when I'm <laughs> doing uh, like work in the background, right? And uh, uh, not only is there Godzilla music in it, but occasionally you will get Ultraman uh, monsters appear in it. The and, actual monsters. Yep. Yeah, as uh, there's a, there's a whole episode of Takeshi's Castle where it's just Ultraman monsters. Um, competing uh, to take over the castle. And uh, keep in mind, Craig Charles is narrating over the top of this. So he's just coming out of all these uh, these nicknames uh, for all these like uh, creatures. So it's like, uh, I think he calls one, is Godzilla's son or something like that. So, yeah. Um, oh, wow. So yeah. That was, was that just a special one-off Ultraman-themed uh, episode then? No, there were a couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm so, gonna have to find that on youtube oh man i'll send you the link later i'll just yeah okay. absolutely i'll put it in the um description of the episode for anyone who's curious oh man we should have done this episode as takeshi's castle oh my we, god I, I had no idea there was, there was so much kind of love in that i just remember the name and perhaps a few episodes of seeing people i think there were just there's like boxing gloves coming out of a wall that they were trying to go along i thought yeah this is stupid fun Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, you'll definitely hear the Godzilla music when there's the high rollers. That's the one for the uh, trying to run over the giant sort of like uh, um, rolling pins, I suppose, to get to the other side. And it's playing like the Monster Zero March. So, <laughs> it, but uh, it yeah. baffles me how Toho is so protective of some things and then just put it out in others. Yeah. Which, but that's uh, oh man. 
But anyways, speaking of Toho being very protective, um, I guess uh, we're going to move on to our first subject, which oh, is... Actually, uh, oh, actually, no, I have, before we do, I have a question from Kaiju Conversations. Oh, we do? Yeah. So we do. We, I've, I, I've had a question. Joe's probably got some, but he is indisposed at the moment, so we'll just go with the one that I've, I've had written in. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, Carrie has written in and said, you previously mentioned Bollywood movies we might not know about. And they said, what are your favorite non-main, so like UK, Japanese, American monster movies that we could suggest? So are there any other regional god, uh, regional monster movies that you can think of? I know Alex would say Troll Hunter, which I'm pretty sure is Swedish. Well, no, Norwegian, <laughs> but he's obviously not here. I, I would say two films come to mind, uh, Gorgo and The Host. Um, oh, yeah. So I would definitely recommend The Host. That was Korean, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the Host was a South Korean film. Uh, it's really good. It's, uh, I can't remember the director's name, but he directed uh, Parasite, which is yes. not a kaiju film, but it's, a, it's still a really good film. It's, yeah, very good film. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned before, Gorgo is like the quintessential British monster movie. Um, I mean, you could go with Conga, but Conga's a bit poopy. I'll just say that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, fun fact about that suit in Conga. Um, that suit has been reused in so many like uh, schlocky like uh, B-movie films. Like, oh, uh, is it? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, one of them starring uh, Raymond Burr, uh, who, oh, wow. of course, was... Uh, this was, I think this might have been his first film before Godzilla. I might, I might be wrong about this, but um, yeah, I think it's, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, so that suit has been in use since the 50s. It's also uh, the uh, suit used in Robot Monster, if anyone's ever seen that one. It's, uh, it's a really bad 50s movie where it's like a guy in a gorilla costume, but he's wearing like a... Oh, a, a space helmet. A space helmet, yeah. Yes. Yep, so, yep, Kong, Konga is in, in this. Oh, dear. is um, yeah, in that film. So. Okay. And there was another Korean film called Dragon Wars or D-War. Mm -hmm. um, that, I remember seeing that and just thinking, wow, that's, it had such it had such a big budget at the time. And there's just loads of monsters spilling out into the streets. And it, it looked fantastic 15 years ago. I don't know how it looks now. But it so, was simple. It was fun. Have you seen that one or heard of that one? I've seen Dragon Wars. Before. Oh, you have seen it. Okay. Yeah. Um, years ago, I was like maybe 12, 13 when it came out, when I saw it. But um, it was, uh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. It's I remember a it being a great popcorn flick. It's a very, it's a very memorable film. He says sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, but funny you mention that uh, the director of Dragon Wars also did a remake of another South Korean film that were now that we're on topic, um, a very infamous uh, uh, South Korean film called Young Gary. Um, so basically, uh, during the 90s, um, Godzilla 98 comes out, right? Mm. And this guy has the genius idea to uh, basically compete with it, right? Okay. So he decides to resurrect uh, Young Gary, right? Uh, which was a, a movie from the 1960s, which of course was a, a ripoff of Godzilla where uh, they end up defeating the monster by spraying with, with etching powder. 
So, um, what a plan! And the monster poops himself at the end. I'm not even joking. He needs to wash it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, <sighs> it's also like a case of basically uh, um, poor film preservation because uh, when they sent the, uh, it over to America to get dubbed, uh, they accidentally sent the master uh, copy of Young Gary. So basically, the original South Korean copy of Young Gary is lost. So only like the American dub exists today. It's um, amazing how that happens. Yeah, but anyway, uh, back back uh, on topic. So they decide to uh, remake Young Gary uh, to compete with God, uh, Godzilla '98. Um, now, of course, despite Godzilla '98 being a very controversial movie, it was very successful. Um, Young Gary, the Young Gary remake at the time was the most expensive South Korean film ever made at that oh, time. Oh, really? Okay. And it also bombed badly at the box office. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it released and... the same time? I seem to remember like a, like a Young Gary 2000 or, or something. It might That's... have had different titles. That is the movie, yeah. There's um, one. Okay. So Young Gary 2000's one uh, title. Uh, in the US, it was released as Reptilian uh, for some reason, yeah. even though they call him Young Gary in the movie. Um, <laughs> It's fine. So, it's fine. Yeah, it's just, you know, if they can do it with Toho films, they can, like, uh, oh, there's a plane. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> we're a very professional podcast. But, um, um, yeah, so... Uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, young, it's called uh, Reptilian in the US, and... Uh, they they had suits, believe it or not. So they used people in suits to begin with, right? And there's yeah. behind-the-scenes footage of them showing them using the suits. Um, somewhere down the line, they completely scrapped this idea and replaced all the, the monsters with uh, uh, CGI uh, monsters, right? Okay. And uh, you have to bear in mind the South Korean budget in the late 90s compared to a Hollywood movie, <laughs> um, it's not good. It's, it's so bad that um, they released it twice with different CGI. And uh, um, the original cut of that film, which has the, the first uh, pass of CGI, has not been released again. So, oh. And the second pass of CGI is just as bad. It's not any better <laughs> at all. So, yeah. Um, you can find it on YouTube, probably. But, uh, yeah. Um, Young Gary. Um, both the original and uh, the remake are called classics. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, you think they'd release it a third time, but just with the, the men in suits. Just You might as well make use of them if you made the suits. People complain about George Lucas uh, like editing Star <laughs> Wars, but I, I think if any film deserves it, Young Gary um, that needs its due. But, uh, yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Right. Okay. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get into the news. Welcome back to uh, Kaiju Curry House. This is episode 99. I'm Connor. That's Paul. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some recent news, Paul. Um, I believe there's some more rumblings about a certain uh, MonsterVerse show that's coming out. Yeah, so Apple TV's Godzilla show, uh, which is it's called Monarch, isn't it? I believe it's the uh, the working title at the moment, uh, but uh, 
Um, I've just been personally just calling it the Godzilla show as as of late. But, uh, okay, the Godzilla show that that works. Yeah. Um, actually, no, sorry. I'll, it's um, it's the the working title is Hourglass. Ah, that's interesting. Whatever that uh, includes, so I do not know, but that is the working title currently filming in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Um, so it's been in the news recently because um, well, a couple of things, of course. Um, there's been on-set photos that have been leaked as of, as of late. Um, well, I wouldn't say leaked; they're probably just taken from like uh, like bystanders just taking photographs from like afar. Uh, Perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen I've seen a few photos leaked and they weren't very impressive and they are from a distance. So it is probably someone just walking past quickly. I'm, quick I'm, I'm sorry to say, folks, but Godzilla was not seen on the set that day. <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, but um, I'm very, very curious um, how this is going to go, because uh, they announced, uh, like, this was rumoured beforehand, like, uh, it was speculated, but it turns out it's true that uh, Kurt Russell, uh, from, from uh, many of John Carpenter's films, including The Thing, Escape from New York, uh, Big Trouble in the Chinatown, um, will be starring in it as mm-hmm. probably one of the main characters. Yeah, uh, I'd like I to think so. Yeah, as long as it's not like a case of, like... Uh, where they promoted Godzilla 2014, and there's Brian Cranston <laughs> all over the uh, all over the advertising. It's like, oh, he's only in it for ten minutes. Oh, that's a oh, shame. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I am very excited because um, uh, of this news. Uh, I believe his son uh, Wyatt is also starring in it as well. Um, oh no, maybe it is like a. Uh, oh no, it's like 2014. <laughs> no, <laughs> like... don't say that. Oh, I mean, are they actually going to play father and son in the series? Do we know? Or is I'm it just not. coincidence they've both been cast? Um, as far as as far as we know, news wise, it's only just been announced that they're in the show. Um, I don't know if they're playing father and son or not, but um, uh, let's not jinx it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's the, pretty cool news. It does make me wonder though um, if this show is actually going to feature Godzilla a lot or if it's no. going to be focusing on maybe original kaiju because um as much as I, I do like seeing Godzilla like uh there's always room for more original stuff I guess you know like uh, like it can get tiring from, uh, from time to time seeing the same kaiju over and over again so let's let's just hope that um we get uh, more of the one scene in, say, K- uh, King of the Monsters at the end, because, uh, of course, we had, uh, like, stuff like Behemoth, which was, like, the, the mammoth uh, kaiju. Yeah. yeah. Which he, that uh, one in particular, has become very popular. Um, you know, like, uh, for good reason. I mean, there's an original kaiju design, you know. It's like, aside from Kong, you rarely get any mammalian kaiju if you think about it. Um well, I, I saw um, this news article about uh, about him coming on to the show um, on um, the website IGN. Mm-hmm. So I normally listen to their podcast, and I saw it come up on their show. So I'll just quickly steal from their website. So credit to IGN for this. But they've said that um, Apple's new Godzilla series is part of Legendary's growing Monsterverse franchise, and the show will explore the aftermath of the battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco. And the shocking, shocking reality that monsters are real, 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 
as one family sits out to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. So I'm going to say there aren't going to be many monsters in it, and it's going to be focusing on a family and finding out about the secret organization and how their relatives are probably the founders or something like that. And then maybe there'll be some flashbacks to show monsters, but I don't think they're going to have, it's a TV series, they're probably not going to throw a massive amount of money at special effects, apart from perhaps the pilot and then the final episode. I don't think there'll be many, many kaiju in this show. Mm. Oh. But that's, that's just my <clears throat> thoughts. I mean, if it's being made by Apple, uh, they probably would have the budget. Um, well, Apple have the money, but I don't know if they'd give it to them. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, in other news, uh, we recently got a uh, a trailer um, for a Western release for Shin Ultraman, which uh, yes. came out a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, so it is subtitled. So um, it doesn't look like we have a dub yet. And currently at the moment, the trailer is for uh, film festivals. But um, I am suspecting um, that it will be getting a wide release, whether or not it will be a physical release, a theatrical release, or a uh, streaming release. But either way, it is very exciting news, I believe. No, not that I believe. You know, it's, like, it's very exciting news to me, I guess. <laughs> Um, well, we've got Shin Godzilla at cinemas in the UK, so there's hope that it might come for a limited release in, in select cinemas, but if not, I would have thought it would be picked up for a streaming release. Oh, that that's uh, giving me some uh, slight PTSD uh, flashbacks there, because like, uh, <laughs> I, I remember seeing Shin Godzilla advertised uh, uh, in the UK and I'm thinking, you know, this this looks great. I'll go see it. And then I was working that day. So unfortunately, oh. it was a one night screening as well. So I completely miss Shin Godzilla. So hopefully if uh, when Ultraman comes around, uh, we will, or I would at least be able to catch it at least. Well, but, I, uh, I saw Shin Godzilla on the, the one day it was meant to show, but then they extended it. Mm -hmm. At least it, I, I remember them saying it was extended for at least a, a day or two more. Mm -hmm. It, I think it might depend on like uh, where you're uh, situated that, as well. You know, yeah. Like, uh, That's it. Yeah. Like London probably had it on for a week, but if you go somewhere yeah. smaller, then they're not going to be showing because there's just not the audience there. Yeah, definitely. Especially in like in the northeast of Scotland and Aberdeen, yeah. at least. You know, it's just uh, you know, you'd be lucky to even find someone who knows what Godzilla is. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean there. <laughs> okay. Um, so, that. Oh, I was just to say, G Fest happened. Yes, over in the, over in the states. Uh, unfortunately, that's a bit far for yep. us to go. I imagine the flights and the hotel would cost a small fortune, and that we'd have nothing left to spend on merchandise. Oh yeah, probably wouldn't be able to afford the flights. To be honest with you, but hey ho, yeah. it, it's a dream to go. Um, until then, we'll just have to hope that there's a UK one. Nog, wink, nog, wink, wink. Um, put on in the not too distant future. Um, now, I didn't see a massive amount of what was released there, but I did hear that there were three trailers shown um, for some upcoming kaiju films. I think they're exclusive trailers, so I haven't found them online anywhere. It's probably like where they show them at Comic Con, and you know they might get released later on. 
But uh, they have the lake, which there is a trailer available for online. Um, this might just be a, a, perhaps they showed a, a clip or something, but the lake's meant to be quite a, a big budget monster film coming out. It's a Thai and Chinese co-production. It's meant to be pretty big budget, and they've got the um, they've got the artist Jordu Shiel, Shell is pronounced, I think, um, who did Cloverfield and The Thing and The Mist and Starship Troopers. And so it's, you know, the monster should look pretty cool and it's using practical effects as well. Mm. So, you know, that it'd be nice to see what, yeah, how, how they put it off, but it's going to be like life-sized animatronics and CGI. So it's like a good mix and that I'm just hoping it delivers. Yeah, there is like uh, quite a lot of like uh, giant monster films coming out of China as of late. I've noticed as well. Um, like, um, f- forgive me that it is hard to keep track with uh, some of them, but um, yeah, there's definitely like a couple of like sea monster stuff that has came out as of late. Okay. Yeah. Um, other than that. Um, well, uh, the, the other trailers they had at GFest were something um, called Bloodspawn, mm-hmm. which um, doesn't sound like a very pleasant thing, but that, I, I think it might be an American film because it has a website of www.bloodspawnmovie.com. So, you know, it's, it suggests it's an American film. Um, it's set in the 1800s. And... Um, what did I say otherwise? A small group of misfits find themselves trapped and surrounded by evil, ravenous creatures of folklore. Um, there's pe- people must put their differences aside to battle these ancient monsters. And it's apparently a folk, folk horror going for grindhouse style creature feature of the 70s and 80s, made of a he- healthy dose of practical effects, miniatures rather than CGI. So Again, this is um, hopefully something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It, might, can, it might, might not be. Don't know. Can never go wrong with uh, practical effects stuff, you know. I'm pretty uh, sure you can. But well, that's true. <laughs> well, then again, you know, it could go both ways. You know, you've got bad CGI and you got good, well, yeah, uh, that's it. That's I mean, you've got legendary Godzilla and then you've got reptilian. Just as yeah, so there's it can go your way. And there was one other film. But I can't find any information about online that was announced at GFest, and it's just called Kaiju. Now you can Google Kaiju, and that film doesn't this has not come up, so they're gonna have trouble advertising it. But I just saw a poster and it says Kaiju, and it's got a picture of the creature. The creature looks pretty cool. So that's three hopeful movies um, that have just been shown off um, at GFest and Hopefully we'll be able to find the trailers or find some information and share it either here later on the podcast or on the UK Kaiju website or even our YouTube channel. If we can get a copy, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, oh, yeah. more as that develops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd imagine um, these would get either digital releases or uh, physical releases at some point as well. Well, that's um, it. I mean, like the fog, you know, that got an American physical release and then we were able to import it. So Mm-hmm. that's quite a niche i mean you know it's it's a monster movie and it's made with like puppets and stuff so it, it's not mainstream at all but it's still managed to get a physical release so if oh, these yeah. if these films are decent then i imagine there'll be 
enough of an audience that would warrant a release. That's if they're, not, um, if they're not decent, then they'll probably end up on YouTube and we just wouldn't worry about watching them anyway. For, for those who actually want to watch Howl from Beyond the Fog, um, uh, you can get it off of SRS Cinema, um, where they have like a, a huge collection of various different independent kaiju films, um, including uh, Monster Seafood Wars. Um, oh, I can't remember they, have, they do have an absolute ton on there. Um, uh, they had those um, Rega and Regu, like God of the Sea and, and mm. things, wasn't there? Like a whole trilogy of them. There's lots, lots of stuff on there. Um, and it's not badly priced either. It's like, I mean, sometimes they have sales when they're as cheap as like $8. It's just the shipping that gets you because it's international. I, I, I will say that um, uh, just bear in mind uh, that these are not uh, like your big budget uh, no. kaiju films at all. <laughs> no, no. Especially, uh, especially uh, the the Riga Riga uh, films, which uh, decrease in budget in these films, and it shows. Um, I, that. Like, I haven't seen any of them yet. I've 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 been curious enough. The artwork looks amazing. The oh, trailers yeah. look quite so-so. So I'm wondering what the final product is. The the first film uh, Riga, I think it's Riga. I might be wrong. Uh, Riga is um, set during the Second World War. And it's about a battleship, uh, the, yeah. uh, um, I believe it's called the y Yamato, uh, Yamato, I believe. And that it's basically familiar, yeah. Yeah. And it's basically um, this uh, Japanese warship um, flying this uh, kaiju in the sea, pretty much. Um, the, uh, the, the sequels, uh, Rega and uh, I think it's Rega versus Oga um they're more slapstick stuff and they sort of like make fun of the kaiju genre there's okay. even like a very funny moment where uh there's an american tourist that sees uh rega points and say look it's godzilla and a bunch of japanese guys going no 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 <laughs> but oh wow they really wrong with it <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah and okay. i believe the third film was made for g fest you know oh really yeah Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's also the cheapest one of yeah. the, the loss. So, um, okay. Well, I'll see if that. I mean, Amazon Prime has some amazingly cheap films, so it could be on there. <laughs> I know they have really cheap horror films. I'm just like, I can't believe, you know, they've actually bought the rights to show this. Yeah, there was uh, one uh, film in particular on Amazon Prime. I can't remember what it's called. It has Sean Astin in it, right? Um, it's uh, it's like a bunch of like uh, like metalheads in the desert, right? And they're trying to get to a gig, I believe, right? Okay. And they're being pursued by giant ants. Fantastic. Giant CGI ants, uh, which uh, um, spoiler alert: uh, Sean Astin gets dispatched in the first fifteen minutes. So. Oh. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's yeah. disappointing to hear. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like we either spend all our budget on this one actor or we do yeah. all the ants, um, <laughs> which it, uh, it turns out uh, the frequency of the musical instruments kills the ants, so. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Well, at least so. I know how to defeat them if that ever happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Let's take our final break and then we'll return with some, if nothing else. 
Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of Kaiju Curry House. This is episode 99. I'm Paul. We've got Connor and just a few more bits of news bites before we get on to if nothing else. So I don't know if there's any pinball fans out there, but Stern Pinball is releasing a Godzilla pinball machine. Now, I've always thought a pinball machine would be pretty cool to have. And then I see the price tag. And this Godzilla pinball machine, there's three different models. The, the basic model will set you back 7,000, with the premium one setting you back just over 10,000. Uh, that's US dollars. So if you like, if you, if you love pinball and you love Godzilla and you have that kind of money to throw away, um, head on over to sternpinball.com and get yours on order. I've, I've never really got into pinball apart from playing a little bits on probably, I don't know, on a games console somewhere, but I didn't realize they had storylines. And so according to the, to the website, um, there is a, an adventure where you play as Godzilla. Um, aliens are using mind control rays to take control of King Ghidorah, Gigan, Megalon, Ebra, and Titanosaurus. So, I mean, Joe and Alex, you're not here, but we're talking about Titanosaurus and Megalon. These, you know, these aren't the, the usual ones you'd go for, but that's, that's who the pinball's throwing out there. And you get to team up with Mothra, Rodan, and Angerus to, to battle the aliens. It sounds absolutely fantastic, doesn't it? I, I don't know how you do this ping. You're hitting a metal ball and... What you hit flaps, and I guess that that knocks them. I don't know. But if you go to the website, there's a ton of like making of videos and artwork. So hey, if you like pinball, go to sternpinball.com, search for Godzilla, and knock yourself out. I'm I'm not going to buy at that price, but I'm fascinated by it, and I'm going to watch some of the videos. I believe that there's actually a video screen that's actually attached to the pinball machine as well. So when you're playing it, I believe it oh, plays clips, I think. I might that's be wrong. That's awesome. I've heard about that on pachinko machines in Japan where mm. they, yeah, so they'll have stuff shot just for that game where there is like a, yeah, so if you get a certain score, then something will happen, the video will play. It's amazing they do that stuff in, yeah. There was a uh, there was one Godzilla one in particular where um, it was made in like I think two thousand eight or something uh, where the uh, they reused a lot of the Millennium suits for this one uh, particular pachinko machine like uh, they used like the Final War suits for Gigan and Anguirus in the in the thing but uh, strangely enough they used the Godzilla two thousand suit uh, to represent Godzilla and. Uh, okay. He shoots a blue atomic breath in that, which, of course, if you okay. watch the Godzilla 2000, you know, it's an orange one, but... Uh, um, like a mix know. and match. Yeah. Um, it's very it's very interesting. It's like watching a, a Godzilla film that never existed. If You can watch the clips online, but, uh, yeah. Um, but in other news, um, the mobile phone game uh, uh, Godzilla Battle Line has um, a new update that's coming to it. Um, so the, they've um, decided to update with three um, new uh, playable characters, I believe. Um, and uh, it's very interesting. So we have Shin Godzilla, which is a very interesting choice, perhaps. Um, well, not interesting. I mean, it's uh, Shin Godzilla. It's, it's everywhere. Um, Destroyer, okay, fair enough. 
The third one's my favourite, and I couldn't believe it uh, when I saw it. It's the giant octopus from King Kong versus Godzilla, and uh, wow! You know, the, the shock and awe <laughs> when I saw this was amazing, and uh, they People actually have been screaming out for this character for so long. I, I believe it's a, a Shinji Nishikawa uh, drawing that they're using to promote it as well. So we've got all these uh, um, these uh, made-up kaiju, and then we've just got this realistic octopus in the back. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, you too can play Eiji Tsuburaya's lunch. But, uh, oh, that's great. That's yeah. great. Oh, man. Listen, if, if, if the next update is enough giant condor, we riot. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, where's my giant condor versus octopus movie? You know, but, uh, you know. Go on, start, start like a trend. Go on, hashtag giant condor. Yep. Go. To, listen, Joe, that's where your money's at. But, <laughs> um, anyways. Right, oh. I think we've run through all the news um, since we last spoke. So, Connor, if nothing else. If nothing else, read a book. Just don't no. buy as many books as me. Just read the books. <laughs> um, Paul, if nothing else? Um, if nothing else, I'm going to say go play Four Guys if you can, because it's been a lot of fun and you know you don't want to miss out on this Mechagodzilla skin, if you like that. Um, I will say I saw on the UK Kaiju fans Facebook page that there is a Kaiju weekend coming to Berlin. So, you know, to any of our listeners in that in that region, Kaiju Weekend Berlin is happening on the 12th and 13th of November. So just a shout out there, go go onto our, our website or, or Google it and see if that's something that you'd like to attend. Uh, as we mentioned, G-Fest happened, which we couldn't attend. Uh, one, I mean, I know Matt Frank was there um, and also Kaiju Kim. And you know, we've had them both on the show, but Kaiju Kim's done some vlogging while she's on there. So if you go to YouTube, you can see some of her, her videos of like, you know, day one, day two at the show, which um, just just be cool to see, you know, what it's like. And they're only like 10 minutes long and it just gets, gives you a feel for what it'd be like to be at the show. So, yeah, so they're my recommendations, which um, should hope you keep, keep you going until we come back for episode 100. Ooh. 100 in just two weeks time and keep your eyes peeled to the uk kaiju and kaiju curry house facebook groups because we should be putting something up shortly um for episode 100 to get you guys involved and hopefully have a little competition so you can get some merch um fingers crossed but um as always thanks for listening everyone and until next time keep it kaiju mm-hmm.